This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Know whether to be admi- to admire or be appalled by the way you live. Orange juice, cigarette, whilst pooping—that's incredible. I mean, wake up! You wake up! You're like, oh, I need to put something in myself. That's- and so, what better than nicotine and, uh, and a citrusy drink and some sugar? Yeah, yeah, nicotine and sugar. Two of the best uh, substances. Stimulants, rather. Both of those are a stimulant, right? Sugar and nicotine? Yeah. Is nicotine tec- technically a, a stimulant? Yeah. Well, I guess we don't have to talk about it uh, like on the show. We don't have to mention it specifically. You know, I'll just say it and be cryptic about it. But uh, I guess since last week, because remember how I said I was going to make a point of uh, Matt's Jessica's headphones. That's what the noise is. Make a point of what? I was going to make a point of asking you about how your cigarettes are doing. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, we don't have to get into it on the show, oh, but we, we can. I guess uh, since last week, it's it, well, Friday, it hasn't. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't. I been smoked well. like a half a pack on Friday night. Alone. Oh God, yeah, that's well. In fairness, that's yeah, <clears throat> that's what I assumed. Uh, and like I said, we don't have to get into it. Matt's not having the best week of his life. Matt got fired is- again. <laughs> again. Oh, right, there you go. Yeah, just out with it then. Because he couldn't keep his mouth shut about. Yeast. Of and, all the topics. And why why certain people certain people who are the boss don't want to fix problems. <laughs> I think I fixed the yeast problem with a five minute conversation with the prep guy. Being like, hey, are you doing anything different with the rolls? He's like, No, not really. Oh well, you know what, now that I think about it, I've been using hot water or I've been using cold water instead of hot water and putting the dough immediately into the into the walk in. Oh well how about we do what we've always done? Oh wait a minute, you're not using heat to activate the yeast? Maybe that's why the Parker House dough isn't rising, dumbass. And then I Talk to my chef. I'm like, hey, listen. And then I was like, here's what's up. You should be ashamed if yeah. you're not just taking five minutes to fix this problem that I fixed in five minutes. And uh, yeah, and then I, yeah, that was Tuesday. And then and whatever. And Friday, I, I snapped at another manager. And and now matches on the and they found prowl their excuse for a. Long term. Listen, the whole the whole thing is situation. is I, I, I don't want to work for a crappy crappy place. <laughs> then you need to get on government assistance and not work. Well, it's <laughs> no, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to work for a crappy place. I'm going to work. For, and I, I thought, place I thought the place where I was was a good a good place, and it is. But uh, management is just lazy, and I, I I made the mistake of pointing that out and being like, we can do better. And uh, yeah, it's the thing. Your like, mistake. No, my mistake was saying, "Hey, we can do better," and, and yeah, no one wanted to. I'm do expecting better. that to be taken, taken as well. a as as a uh, a positive criticism rather than a negative critique. And, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry for that, Matt. But you do like we when we spoke on the phone. We spoke on the phone Friday night after it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting backstory that you called me, and it was funny. We had a quick conversation because I, I didn't know who it was when I picked up. It was just a 636 number because I've got a temporary loaner phone or whatever. We had, a, we had like a 
40 second conversation about that. And then, and then you were like, so, uh, and then, and then I could hear it in your voice. And I said, you got fired, didn't you? Yeah, you called it. (laughs) Um, Cause you know, we've had sex. That's why I can call things like that. Oh yeah. uh But, uh, (laughs) so yeah. So it was just, it was just, it's been a, it's been a bad weekend. I got, I got, I drank like a Viking Friday night after I, I've heard. Yeah. You told me I bought an 18 pack of stag and a bottle of four roses just for me. Yeah, well, the bottle of Four Roses is still here. Uh, it's a little more than half. Uh, it's about two-thirds of the way. Yeah, after what you gave me a moment ago. Um, Four Roses, by the way, uh, is, is a bourbon, a, straight, a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey um, that if I'm not mistaken, I know for me, because we worked at the same place, I know for me that was my introduction to it. Uh-huh. And kind of my introduction to whiskey, I think it was for you too. Well, my introduction to Four Roses, and about not to whiskey. Yeah, whiskey and well, I have intro- been friends for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that, but uh, yeah, that was my introduction to Four Roses, and it's very tasty. I do yeah. love uh, Yellow Labels, the one you've got there. That's my favorite of the three that they had. I think they had uh, single barrel and small batch and whatever yeah. else. Yellow Label is my favorite. It was the one I found the smoothest. Very sweet. Very it's so uh, tasty. Smooth. It's my. It's my. It's my. It's my, my go to liquor now. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoy drinking it straight. Uh, I've I mixed it with um, recently, and I can tell you this story off the air because I'm not going to tell it on the show. But uh, recently, I bought a bottle with a friend, two friends actually. Uh, and again, I'll get into more detail mm-hmm. uh, personally. But uh, we bought a bottle of Yellow Label, and we were mixing it with um, Cherry Coke, mm, which ugh. was really good. This is pretty tasty, actually. Just drink it straight, man. I need to mix it with cherry coke. I'll just edit this out. Just oh, it. oh, yes, gotcha. Yes, if you, yeah. No, yeah, no, I know that. All, I, yeah, exactly. You think I've never been drunk at work? Please. <laughs> no, it's not what I said. Um, Sunday night at Hendrix. That's what I would do. Six p.m. would come around. Walk downstairs. <laughs> to the Matt downstairs starts bar, drinking. Make a rainwater. Come back upstairs. <laughs> By seven o'clock, I'm, I'm. A decent buzz in. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy and, and laughing even though is there. <laughs> so many names. I'm gonna have to edit out that last ninety no, seconds or whatever. Please. Yeah, I, yeah. That's fine. Anyway, welcome to give that some thought, folks. Well, I I'm gonna edit it out. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, welcome to give that some thought. Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. Um, my name is Addison. Joining me is my uh, recently in the market for a job co-host. Join, joining joining you is your unemployable sidekick, <laughs> Matt Hume. Yeah, joining me is my un- unemployable, unemployable sidekick, Matt Hume. It's it's the fact like I'm I've 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 gotten to the point where I I can't be satisfied with just nodding and smiling with what somebody says when somebody opens their mouth and stupid things come out. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's dumb. That's yeah, and it doesn't matter if they're my boss or yeah the guy who who is working with me. Like I, I I have to say it, and it's I don't know. I I I probably should have been farther in my life than I am right now, and and maybe should be the boss at this point, so I could say that. Well, you had the opportunity. But, well, that's a long story, and we don't even need to get into yeah. that. But um, no, I don't want to be a boss at a restaurant. That's no, I know. No. Yeah, you've been there. And Middle management is not a not a good thing. I will tell you this: uh, rest at ease. Uh, you know, say this to our listeners as well. Rest at ease because Matt, and I say this as much to our audience as I say it to you. You're going to land on your feet. You've got a lot yeah. of, as we talked on Friday night, you've got some great references from this place of employment. Yeah. Um, you've got a 
crap load of experience when it comes to cooking and when it comes to even just a line cook. But and sex. And, and, you've, even, and you've even got some management experience. Uh-huh. Um, no prior experience with sex. The last vagina you saw was your mother's <laughs> as you were exiting. Um, that was mean. I should, yeah, this was. should be the show where I let you say yeah, and do and think whatever you want because of what happened Friday. No, why why break the mold now? You're mean to me why, everything yeah. on the other show. <laughs> why stop now? Keep being a dick, Addison. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, welcome to Give That Some Thought, where we talk about a lot of different things. We talk we about what's on our mind. Kind of things, yeah. What's been on my mind the past couple days? You know what's been on my mind? Yeah, what has been? Far Cry 4 and depression. Yeah, you told me that you played... Far Cry 4 and depression. That's all I have right now. <laughs> And just a dissatisfaction with life. And about a half a bottle of Yellow Label. Actually, I haven't touched that since Friday night. But you're drinking some now. Yeah. And you poured me a glass. I mean, I've, I've barely had any today. Like, Oh, well. Yeah. I poured like, I have had like half of what you had. The amount I gave you, which wasn't that much to begin with. But Oh, what I just had? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's hardly um, any then. Yeah, I played, for, I played Far Cry 4 for like 14 hours today. Or yesterday. Now, is Far Cry 4 new? Yeah, it's a newer game. It's been out maybe two or three weeks or so. And you're enjoying it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, More than you're enjoying, or than you enjoyed Destiny, right? Because the, last, thing, the, oh, last, the yeah. last time you mentioned a video game, it was Destiny, and you did not have the nice well, that's Yeah, about. no, that's just because there's so much hate with Destiny. Destiny is a terrible game. Don't waste your money. Um, but no, I just, I, I, not having the job, I've spent this whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and then... You know, Far Cry and alcohol. Monday. It's it's well not alcohol. It's something else. But Far Cry and energy drinks. Really? Yeah. I know. I drank like four energy drinks yesterday. Dear God, man. Yeah. You're gonna be all fourteen right? hours. I mean, I know you said tomorrow you're gonna kind of hit the circuit with the resume. And yeah, I mean, I got a plan to like applications. That, and that things. was always my plan. Like I was, get, I was gonna get. I was, <laughs> we always have the best of intentions. I got fired on. I got fired on Friday, and then I'm like, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get wasted tonight. Yeah. I mean, white girl wasted. Kind of slipped the weekend away. And then s- s- just spend the weekend in video game coma. <laughs> um, yeah. And then on Monday, I was going to... So now the difference between this the, weekend and gonna, all the other weekends you've had when Monday you're employed... Was, on Monday, I was going to hit the reset button. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It's the first time I've had more than two days off in a row in, in a while, though. So, yeah, there you go. I'm so pissed off. I don't know what happened to my... What'd you do? Oh, the computer froze where I had all our stories pulled up. Oh. I know. Well, I guess I'll have to tell another story. Do you have another one? I've got one, actually, we can tell. Let me think. Story time. Story time with Matt. Story time with Matt. Um, One of my favorite times. You've got one on deck. Why don't you go ahead and tell a story? I do have one on deck. Uh, More of an anecdote. I kind of want your opinion on it, and just we can laugh about it. Uh, there's a girl I work with. There's a lot of girls I work with. Sure. But there's one in particular that I work with. And I'm not going to mention any names or any specifics, obviously. But she is uh, married to a uh, uh, state trooper. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a decent human being pays his taxes... Clocks into work on time. And that's what I mean by decent human being. Except for the fact he's a cop. Other than that, decent human being. <laughs> no, and I don't even hold that against him. I do. If you're, if you're a police officer, I mean, why? You, well, there's other things. There's, there's productive things you could be doing with your life. Oh, like you ouch. Could, you could be contributing to the good of society rather than the evil. 
Like what? It's 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 like stormtroopers. Like you got I, fired this week. Actually, storm, go ahead. No, every stormtrooper <laughs> is evil. Why? Because they work for the imperial power. That right? They they work for from the ground up. They work for the their motivation is yeah. Okay. Well. All right. So and they know they work for the empire, and they know that the empire is evil. Yeah. All right. right. So be it. Anyways, she. So d- d- cops equal stormtrooper in my book. Wow. Only cops can actually hit things when they shoot. <laughs> I actually get that reference. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, so her husband's a state trooper. And I don't hold the point of view of hers that I'm about to share with you. Strangely, I don't hold that against him. Mm -hmm. But she, uh, so I work in the kitchen, right? And so people, there's conversation or talk or jokes at the very least about drugs or substances. Sure. And she. Why? Because they're awesome. Well, that's one of the reasons, yeah. <laughs> she has made it a point in the last month or so to jump in on these conversations or something she's overheard, you know, because in the morning we do a lot of we do a lot of different orders for different catering and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So she's always in the kitchen, usually in the kitchen. And she'll jump in on these conversations and it's so funny because she has kind of your poster child card carrying uh sort of uh, public school textbook knowledge or, or understanding of substances, and it's all drugs are bad. Um, she, she said these things all uh, the, the, literally. Uh, all drugs are bad, even um, aspirin. Well, that's because I what make about that caffeine? point I, exactly. I make the point about the, you know, like coffee yeah. or you know, anytime somebody says like all that. drugs are bad, I immediately get pedantic, and I'm like, well, what? Ab- well, what about Tylenol? Yeah. So if what the, about so baby if the doctor aspirin? prescribes you an 800 milligram ibuprofen? That's a bad drug, then. Yeah. You know, because you've got back pain or you broke an arm or whatever it is. <laughs> No, uh, so all drugs are bad. What about natural human emotion? Huh? <laughs> and here's one. This is the anecdote. Uh, there's a guy at work, also, again, I won't share his name, but he, he uh, like yourself, has made no secrets about uh, his, uh, his, his usage of THC. Uh, well, that's because if, 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 if you're going to normalize it, you have to act like a normal person. I'm a normal person, right? Just mm-hmm. like a normal person. Mm, well, let's not talk extremes. Okay. Uh, I'm not <laughs> a normal person, but your average person, average person can smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Average person drinks a bunch of coffee. Uh-huh. Average person can have a couple drinks. Yeah. A- average a- people can smoke, can smoke a, a joint, joint every whatever. once right, in a while. Right, right, right. Right? No, and I get that. Anyways. So you have to normalize it. Yeah. So you, the, you, you have to make sure people I don't don't identify it with DMC. Or stigmatize it of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... This is how she feels, and again, there's this guy there who's, who's, you know, not too, he doesn't hide the fact that, you know, he's in vibes and in, 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 uh, uh, cannabis. He smokes weed. Yeah. He smokes weed, yeah. And one day, uh, it popped up in conversation, and she she goes uh, with just the, car, again, just that card-carrying cookie-cutter statement or ideology, and she says, uh, weed is a gateway drug. A gateway to awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, and 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 I started, I almost started to fight it with with logic from from the you point of view. No, you don't use logic. Yeah, and then you use emotion. And then the and guy that's, a, that's an argument. People, yeah, yeah. And then the guy who, again, like I said, is open about about him smoking weed. He presents one of the most brilliant and just and you just shut her down so quick. He goes, he goes, he goes. Really, so and so, weed is a gateway drug, and she's like, yeah, it is. Just, you know, like, this is what I, you know, very clearly, like, this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he says, and he's about to be 30. I think he's like 29 or whatever. 
And he goes, uh, well, how come I've been smoking weed since, I'm four, since I was 14 and have never done any other drug? I just, mm-hmm. I just presents her with that. Yeah. And she has nothing to say. Well, that's because he didn't use logic. He used, a, he used emotion. He used a personal anecdote. Yeah. As opposed to fact. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and what is a fact for him? You know, he just shared that. Not uh, necessarily. Here's the it case. could be a fact, but it could be just what he's saying in the moment. True, but still. As a larger question, something I was thinking of while you were talking is that people no longer use logic to win arguments. They use emotion. You can't appeal. To, no, listen. If you want to win an argument with somebody, you don't appeal to their logic centers. Fifty years it ago, work maybe yeah. you could appeal to their logic centers and, and giving them facts and arguments. It's an interesting point. But no, if you want to, if you I mean, look at look at Facebook, look at Reddit. You well, wanna, I was just going to say, I think it's win the an argument culture that we have. I think it is too. But where I can Google and find any answer I want. You want to win an argument or now? Research, that's yeah. sports, whatever. You uh, you appeal to somebody's emotions rather yeah. than their, their their logic, and uh, and that's how you win an argument. So the, I mean, that's what he did. He was like, "Here's my personal anecdote," and she she has no argument for that simply because it's from his it's a, it's a personal part of his life yeah. that she has no. She has has well, no. Well, you can't tell them that that's not true. Exactly, because you you. It's like you it's like somebody who uses the fa- or, yeah. somebody who uses the uh, the false argument. You have no idea what it's like to be a parent because you don't have children. Same. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, I don't have children, so I I can't. So, I. So anything I say on this is yeah. Well, well, no, because just because you you saying that you because you're not unique, uniquely me. That you can't understand me. Mm-hmm. No, we're all uniquely us. Yeah. So you have to you have to make it anyway. It's it's a false argument, but well, and the, and, the, well, and the point to that too also is you know, uh, w- I think what helps us all get along is is seeing things from different points of view. Anyways, you yeah. know, like I'm even with our discussion on this Ferguson thing, like I, I'm not black, but uh, I, I can definitely sympathize with with the culture and what, what's happening in, 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 in a largely black community, mm-hmm. that type of thing, you know, and, 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 and my ability to understand what's going on comes from my willingness and ability to see things from another point of view that I myself might necessarily, might not necessarily be familiar with. Yeah. You know, uh, anyways. Yeah. It was an interesting anecdote. It was an interesting popped up at work and I was just like, I was like, oh man, I'll get a kick out this just i watched that exchange happen i was like man man, i'll get a kick out of this Uh, quick note on that isn't that weird because that actually happened three four weeks ago or whatever it was i was thinking about it and i've I've done some thinking about it since now i tease her all the time you know Mm -hmm. uh you know i'll be like i'll be like oh you know so and so uh better better watch out don't don't walk past somebody on their on your way into target that's smoking a cigarette or yeah that's the gateway drug to heroin you know yeah i'll tease her about those sorts of things Let's talk about gateway drugs for a minute. What other gateway drugs are there? Well, it's funny because... What other gateway drugs do people call gateway drugs? I, I, mean, I don't know. I think well, weed is either the most popular or maybe the only one I've Where heard. Where did the term gateway drug come from? Gate, I don't know. The Where drug, did it come the from? The drug war, probably. Just it, the mindset that... It, it came from as a way to scandalize, sensationalize, and propagandize weed. Primar- yeah, I was going to say primarily marijuana, yeah. You never heard the term gateway drug until... Program until the the government programs like Dare mm-hmm. started calling marijuana a gateway drug. It's a term they made up specifically. Like Ob- it's it's exactly it's no to bit different. Weed. It's no different than Obamacare calling something Obamacare rather than the Affordable Care Act yeah. from a couple years ago. Yeah, people will remember this. It's it's you you could have called it a a a, a hallucinogen. You could have called it a marijuana, but no, you called it a gateway drug. Yeah, you're, you're basically you're using a negative term. 
to define something using a term that's unique to that thing. You came up simply to simply to stigmatize it with that exactly that to put a stigma, yeah, yeah, yeah. a negative stigma on that thing. Yeah. So once again, rather it really is exactly like the Obama. Even thing. back in the seventies, right, we're appealing to people's emotions rather than their logic centers right. in order to win an argument. Right. And that's all the the, the war on drugs has been. That stupid <laughs> Nancy Reagan. Oh my gosh! So well, glad and, she's dead. And the funny thing, so about, glad she's dead. The funny thing about about weed too is is that that because uh, you know I mentioned this before I listened to to Dr. Drew a lot and he did. He could be wrong, but again, he's got eight years of medical school behind him. He's he's said before about about weed specifically that that in terms of addiction, the, the only thing it really does, or in terms of it being a gateway drug or whatever, is that is that if you're under twenty one, primarily primarily under twenty one, mm-hmm. twenty one to you're going to cause yourself to be stupid for the rest of your life. Well, you don't. It it, it can open up pathways in the brain that can lead to addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but but there's no evidence for that after the brain is done developing. Or, or, or in general, yeah. it's just you know if you hand if you hand a twelve year old a joint, for example, you know uh, that kind of thing. But so many other things can because for, for instance, uh, and that's why I wouldn't hand my twelve year old a bottle of Four Roses either. Yeah. You know, well, for, for instance, for the reason why I'm fat is the fact that I grew up eating whatever I wanted all the time. Really, your whole childhood? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. And I, I never, I never really, I never, I never. Uh, but by the time that my brain had developed, mm-hmm. like to me, normal eating habits mm-hmm. were the ones that kept me kept me fat. And so now to 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 eating not eat whatever like I that, right? Yeah, I'm going against my normal developed brain chemistry. Yeah, um, you can do the same thing with sugar. If you if you, a child has too much sugar by the time they're 20 and is and is drinking caffeine from 12 to 20, their brain chemistry <coughs> normalizes me, to that normalizes. consumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking that that caffeine is and sugar how you live is is exactly is part of your diet and how you live and yeah. so then when you take that away or try to get somebody to out. stop using yeah. it you're going against your brain's evolved and developed chemistry yeah so when you start using drugs at an early age you start using alcohol at an early age what you're doing before for women before the age of twenty one for men before the age of twenty five you are causing your brain to develop wire in ways way. and yeah. wire itself a certain way in order to that's why it. trauma in particular too because you know people people after the age of like you said generally speaking 21 for women 25 early 20s or so for men but yeah that you know that early 20s cutoff uh trauma is handled entirely differently you mm-hmm. know you can that, that that's why child molestation is such a big deal or or you know abusing a, chi- a, a child even emotionally is such a big deal because because they're with the brain development you're wiring them to perceive relationships and and interactions things like that mm-hmm. a certain way yeah whereas you know you know i come over here and call you a, a fat bastard piece of doesn't have a job the, your your brain is developed to the point where you understand where i'm coming from a little bit differently well, than if i my brain was wired if i called the, a four-year-old that my brain was wired for the tw- first 20 of 25 years of my life that i was a fat bastard well, exactly yeah um <laughs> so i'm only reinforcing what you already you're perceive about the world around you yeah. right you're yeah. causing me to uh relive and reinforcing the negative emotions and traumas exactly that i grew up exactly. with exactly and i'm here to help and that's why i call you my best friend exactly hooray best friend high five best friend high five there we go uh on oh, that note we're terrible people with terrible motivations so, for life so bad uh on that note, uh, let's actually take a quick break. I don't, I don't know that we've ever taken a break before. This is a weird request. I, I, it's actually not for Yellow Label because that's right over there on the desk. But c- could I get some water with about three cubes of ice? In yeah, it? sure. You know where the glasses are? Well, I was going to sit in here and 
wait for you. We'll be right back with more Give That Some Thought with your host, Matt and Addison, on the Tripod Broadcasting Network. That was perfect. That's awesome. And we're back from that brief break. Uh, Matt pardon got the me. Interruption. Pardon the interruption, folks. Addison was a little parched, so I decided to I was a little parched. Water. I had dry mouth like a son of a gun. And you got me a giant mason jar full of water, which, for which I'm wildly grateful. It's a quart jar. Is it? It's huge. I'll probably take a picture of it and post it on Twitter so uh, everybody can see it. Um, I'm sure I'm sure millions of people will be interested in that. Do you remember this? This was the other day. Uh, I took a screenshot of it because it was so, because I thought it was amusing. Our listeners aren't going to find it amusing at all, but I'm going to share it because I think it's amusing. You, We were talking about when we were going to do the show. This was for last week's episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm off at two, so maybe four, so I might try and stay late, but I'll be in touch. And and then you, and I'm just going to say it, and I'll edit it. Uh, you said, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And I just replied, and I said, that's three cools, you f***ing idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why that struck me as so funny, but uh, um, anecdotally. Cool. No, okay, so just let me say this. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. It's a reference. Is it? It's a reference. To? To something to which it refers to. Anyway. It's no, what's it a reference? You can't just I've say been, that. And... Well, anybody anybody out there who who knows what I'm talking about or who knows that term. Well, I'm asking you. What's the term? It's from... No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'll say it off the air. I just want other people to... Uh, there's people out there. No. They'll Are you look sure? At it. Yeah. Okay. They'll get it because they're cool, 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 cool. Whatever. Um. Regrettably, well, this has happened a lot of times. I was going to say a first in tripod history, but that's wildly not true. But uh, we have to issue a correction, man. Oh. Yeah. What did you say? Um. Well, I think we said, or I said it, and you agreed. But a Twitter. Uh, follower, friend of the show, I believe his comments have been mentioned on the show before. But my friend Trevor, who you've met, mm-hmm. we had a poker game uh, when we had a we had a guy version of a of a baby shower. Yeah, when, we've told the story before on the show. Anyway, what did, did Trevor we? say? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we uh, met him there, but uh, uh, he said um, he tweeted at the show. He says at Give Thought Show. This was on the fifth, which I believe was the day after the episode came out, because he's a faithful listener, like mm-hmm. they all should be. Uh, by the way, last, last last week's episode got quite a good deal of numbers. I'll nice. share that with you later. But uh, he says, you say in the episode that Darren Wilson, uh, the officer who shot Mike Brown at Ferguson, uh, is five feet eight inches, uh, which I think just kind of popped out. And we were like, yeah, I think he's like such and such. Yeah, I'm not sure. And he said, nope, same height as Mike Brown, six feet four inches. Really? Yeah. Oh. Which, yeah, again, I, I, I didn't know. Not that it makes a huge difference, but it is a correction and... Hmm. A little bit different way to look at it. Uh, I I made up my mind though. Other than this correction, unless you had something new to bring to the table, I See, wasn't going to talk I'd about heard it. That he was a tiny guy from from everybody else. Well, he definitely is a skinny guy. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when we talked about because I talked to him about this in person because I I didn't have a device really to check uh-huh. Twitter at all for a while. Uh, and and so we were talking about it in person, and he was like. He was like, yeah, uh, he's, he's definitely about 60 or 70 pounds lighter, but he, he, he's the same height. Um, um, yeah, anyways, but I made up my mind that we weren't going to talk about the Ferguson thing unless something big happened. N- nothing big has, so unless you've got something specific you wanted to say. No, not, same not old, especially. Same old, basically. Not especially. Um, I mean, it's become a much bigger issue now, which is good. 
Um, other than yeah, when we like I said, we talked about that last last week. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I I hate I hate to use the phrase and have the attitude of I'm over it, but I'm over it. You know, it's it's all out I'm, there. I'm not. I, I, I I'm not. Um, because we don't need to be over it. We need to keep it going. Well, maybe not over it, but it just the spirit of the argument all the needs to keep going is that that that. That there's a war in America and it's not over drugs. We've talked about it's all not, the issues. It's, what I mean. it's, it's our government issues. versus the people of this nation. Yeah. That's the war. Uh, anyways, about an hour ago, it's about 10.53 on Monday night. Uh, this will come out on Thursday. I tweeted, uh, well, tweeted and updated our Facebook. We'll, we'll discuss this and then we'll move on to, we got some stories. Um said, just about to record an episode. Any questions for the show? Put that on Facebook and Twitter. Nothing mm-hmm. on Twitter yet. Uh, or that has come through. Um, here's what's on Facebook. Four comments. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll take them all as they came in. First of all, uh, from uh, Cullen Williams. This says, uh, when's this getting syndication? That's a dumb question. Move on to the next. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Podcasts don't get syndicated, buddy. Well, it's aren't syndicated. they syndicated already? Well, no. Syndi- I mean, isn't- syndication is where other people buy the rights to play your content on their on their channels. Yeah, which that's what I'm saying. But with Stitcher and iTunes, I mean, they're not, they're not buying it, but isn't that... Well, we're giving like, it to them. It's online to syndication, yeah. right? It's, it is syndication. We're, we're providing it, yeah. It's online syndication. It's through their platform, we're not, or whatever. Yeah. We're just not getting paid for it. So, dumb question. Next Wait. one. Dumb yeah, question. Yeah, good point. Move on. Okay. Next... <laughs> Cullen. Easy. Kind of name Easy. is Cullen. Kind of name is Cullen. Come on. <laughs> Cullen. Change your name and stop asking dumb question. Next. Change your name to Robert and bring some valuable stuff to the table. Yeah, then we'll a, talk. Robert's a dumb name too. Try Matt. Matt's a pretty cool name. Okay. Next question. Is that the only cool name? Addison's not too bad either. Next question. <laughs> uh, why is it called a pair of... This is from a Corey uh, Martin Lara. Who is on different nah, course, podcasts? Corey's cool. Corey's cool. What, what yeah. question is uh, it? Why is it called a pair of underwear when it's only one item? I've often thought this, especially about a pair of pants. Because uh-huh. a pair of socks is two. You have two yeah. socks that go on both your feet. But you have a pair of pants and a pair of underwear. Mm, but it's only one. Uh-huh. Like, you never have one pant. Corey, look up the, look up, look up the definition of the term pair. A delicious fruit. Oh. Well, no, that that's one. A that's delicious not, fruit. That, that's not true. Actually, pears are disgusting. No, pears are delicious. It's the absolute worst fruit. Pears are delicious. They're just, they're so they're like they're, they're grainy and they're sweet. They're like and awful they're apples. They're awful apples. That's what pears are. They're, they're awful apples. No, they're apples. That they're hipster apples. They're, they're awful absolute, apples. They're absolute apples that were it's like the sweet I'm potato too cool of apples. To be this. Yeah, I know. I, I know. It I pissed you off. Something at you right sweet there. Okay, sweet potatoes and yams are delicious. Not true when either. You prepare them correctly. Nope. Um, look up the definition. How of do you prepare pear. a pear? Okay. Number one, it's a fruit. <laughs> Number two, it can refer to two things, but it can also term <coughs> refer to a single unit within a much larger, larger, larger context. So a pear being a pear. But he's, he's, but give me another example. Arguing semantics of arguing semantics of etymology. Words become words because that's how we use those words. Yeah, that's true. Like bay or vape. Uh-huh. Both of which, well, I don't think bay was added, but I know vape was added to the Oxford Dictionary. Really? Yeah, this year. And there was something else. There was one. There was another word that was added. Maybe it was bay. But vape is just slang for vapor, and they don't really... 
Well, but again, but it's, it would, it's how we've used it. But no, it the, would, the word becomes a word because of how it's used. But no, it's not a separate. It's not a separate word. It is a slang of another word, which means it's not in the Oxford Dictionary because the Oxford of Dictionary vaporizing. Yeah, would okay, put yeah, it, that would, makes sense. Would, would have it beneath the term vapor and used as slang, vape, or as the the or the uh, verb of that. Term no, not or, the verb, just the slang. They include they include slang in their definitions. It's I'm, I'm, yeah, but it would be the action. I'm, no, I'm telling you right now in the Oxford Dictionary, there is not a a new entrance for vape. It is under it, they added the term vape in the slang subsection of the definition of vapor. I I, posit- I know how a... dictionaries work. Well, okay then, okay, Mister Dictionary Expert. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for you know what you got fired, so we're going to defer to you. <laughs> this is Matt. This is Matt's right week episode. Where everything Matt yeah. says is going to be accepted as gold by yeah. both me and our listeners because of the the emotional sure. and financial place in life in which he finds himself. Mm-hmm. Third out of four. And this is a Reddit question. You'll recognize it for that. Uh, but a Tracy Dalton asks, um, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized Shut horses? Up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. No, Tracy. what's your answer to that? If you're doing an AMA, you would get an answer to this question. I and when we're famous, that we'll have an AMA. I you wouldn't, wouldldn't answer at all. You wouldn't answer, even reply. My answer to that question would, so be, it would be shut up. It would be it would be upvoted at like thirty eight hundred points and you wouldn't answer it out of principle. No, I would Is answer, that what you're telling I, me? My, 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 my answer would have thirty eight hundred upvotes. Theirs would have seven because mine would be And your answer would be up. shut up. Okay. All right. Whatever, dude. You would you all over the Reddit community, that's fine. First off, you um, don't, if you don't fight a horse sized duck. You ride him into the aqu- aquatic battle of uh, of of Lake Minnetonka or something like that. Well, see, there's an answer. Then when the sea people and the mermaids finally oh, rise up go. in the boat, I will mount the back of my horse-sized duck with my spear of plus ten awesome and my <laughs> my cloak of 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 uh, Matt's right week. This is it. Just enjoy it. Just suck it all for its worth. Just it's all yours, man. I actually have a cloak of whatever. Plus one, plus ten apathy. <laughs> um, plus ten apathy and a mana boost. Four or four question. Uh, this is my friend. I don't think you've ever met him, uh, Jorge Hernandez. I met Jorge. Have you? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was at my wedding. Yeah. And you were in my wedding. Um. Which, by the way, thank you for that. If I never said thank you, I know it's about three years late, but. Thank you. If I never said it, you're welcome. Um, you and one other guy were the only two people that I wanted there. I've told you that before. Well, and my brother, mm-hmm. but my brother's a gay man. He was the best man. Yeah. He says when we have a Mexican in your show, you know, to get a different, and then he puts in parentheses color point of view. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just he's just screwing around basically. Yeah. But uh, I do want to get people on this show. Actually, but here's the thing, Jorge. Like he is, his his family's Mexican. Yeah, well, he's Mexican too. He he was born in Mexico. Maybe did he grow up? Didn't did he grow up in Mexico? I th- I think for a portion of his childhood, yes, mm-hmm. was in Mexico. But he and they and right now his family lives on a border town. I mean, they're they're Mexicans. I mean, yeah. that's about all there is to it. I mean, he, they live in a town that's like forty miles from the border of Mexico in yeah. Texas. And uh, yeah, he's he I mean, he's Mexican as you're gonna get. Yeah. So, I just think, like you know, you can you can say what you want about about color or, or ethnicity, but a lot of times, point of view comes down to not not just not your race, but the fact that hey, you grew up in the suburbs. Guess what? 
you have a su- suburban yeah, way of looking at things, or, you or a country. Any, Same thing for the country. Yeah, you don't you have, have people any, that grew up in the country that look at. Yeah, you don't have any different perspective than I do as a white person. You just you just have a little bit more of a cultural melanin or whatever. Yeah. Well, and like I said, the cultural thing, but but you have certain cultural things because of your parents and the time yeah, in, sure. in which you grew up, and and the homeschool thing, like the homeschool thing, all the jokes we make on here, like that's that's that's. We make a lot of them in the context of because we've all seen those families, you know, mm-hmm. at Target when there's like 18 people climbing out of a, a 15 passenger van, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. But on the flip side, we get those jokes way more than than other people yeah. would because of you know who we grew up yeah. around. Which but again, when you have culture, when you have a white kid and a black kid and a Mexican kid and they all grow up in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. and go to the same schools, right? Yeah, they all have. Yeah, exactly. There's no di- there's no difference culturally from it's all culture. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's, yeah, those are the replies to people. People. And that was a segment of the show every six months where we read what's on the Facebook page. Yeah, we've done that twice, twice now, now, three yeah, times. Twice, I think. Twice, yeah. Uh, a couple of things I've got on deck here. Uh, one kind of funny, uh, one fairly serious about a funny person, and then another serious one. Okay. Which one do you want to go for? Uh, let's 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 save the funny one for last. You want to roll the dice and see? Can we? I don't know how we. Nah, my dodecahedron's over there. It's at arm's reach. Just just read. Just, you have one of those like eighteen-sided dice. Twenty-sided. What? You're gonna land on your feet. I know. I promise you that. Finish that bottle before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, we'll we'll save this mildly amusing one uh, for last. Round up on that. Now, here's a serious one. Did you hear about this? So, I guess coming Monday, um, or in the next week, I'm not sure the time frame specifically. This is from the Guardian, though. Uh, the CIA, the headline is CIA, CIA braced for global impact of torture report as release date nears. Did you hear about this? No, but it's Snowden stuff, right? No. Uh, I think it's something. Well, I'll just read the article. Uh, the CIA is bracing what for what could could be one of the most damaging moments in its history: a public airing of its post nine eleven embrace of torture. Oh yeah, yeah. Senate intelligence, yeah, Senate intelligence committee. So it's official. Mm-hmm. It's poised to release a landmark inquiry into torture as early as Tuesday. Uh, and I believe this came out today. Yeah, this came, yeah, this is an article today, the 8th, so it, might, it very well might be out by the time mm-hmm. we uh, Does this air. article say that Donald Rumsfeld and George W. Bush and Dick Cheney are going to be tried on uh, as war criminals? Hold on. I'm actually going to get into that. Because uh, if, if, I mean, if that's not the point of, of this, then what are we doing? What is the point? Yeah. If Donald Rumsfeld doesn't go to jail for this, then there's no point to it. I want to have two conversations about this, but let me read some of the article first. Poised to release a landmark inquiry into torture as early as Tuesday, even as the Obama administration has made a last-ditch effort to suppress a report that has plunged relations between the CIA and its Senate overseer to a historic low point. The release of the torture report will represent the third major airing of faulty CIA intelligence in 15 years following official commissions into the 9-11 plot and Saddam Hussein's defunct illicit weapons programs. Despite months of negotiation over how much of the 6,000-page report will be declassified, most of its findings will never see the light of day. Mm-hmm. But even a partial release of the report will yield a furious response from the CIA and its allies. But what they just said, they just compared it to um, our intelligence of what really happened on 9-11 yeah. and our intelligence of whether or not Saddam Hussein has had weapons of mass destruction, yeah. both of which were fabricated CIA, CIA reports 
that said one thing when the actual truth truth was another. In both those cases, no one got prosecuted, and the truth was never actually found out. It's mm-hmm. going to be this. They just said that last sentence you read just said this is going to be the same thing. Yeah. Well, if the Fuhrer's no one's going to jail I mean, the over this. from the CIA. So yeah, who do you think? But is, this is all in this is all internal posturing, probably to either get somebody fired, get somebody else a different position, or to to shift blame towards one political party or another. Well, not this only is a political that, but the report is about the CIA, and the CIA is the one saying, "Hey, can we not do this?" Yeah, this you is know? this is not, this isn't about justice. This isn't about. This is all about political posturing, and yeah. this one person one person getting a better position for the election than the other. That's all it's about. It's not not about justice, not about truth. It's not about actually solving problems. And and yep, yep, more of the same. More of the same. Anyway, if you'd like to finish the article, that's fine. But Well, it's rather long. I was skimming it here. There's more into it about uh, where it comes from. A couple of comments. I'm going to read this first one, and then there's <laughs> another comment from uh, uh, Congressman Mike Rogers, Republican chair of the House Intelligence Committee. Some comments he made to CNN. But here's, here's what uh, George W. Bush... Uh, told CNN, it says on Sunday, George W. Bush made a show of support for CIA operatives who had participated in torture, calling uh-huh. them patriots. For sure. Now, hold on, hold on. I'm going to read his comment, and then and then I want to ask a couple of questions and have a discussion. Because patriot is a fluid word that doesn't actually mean anything anymore. Well, I think it's been that way for about 15 years now. But anyways, we're fortunate to have men and women who work hard at the CIA serving on our behalf. That part I agree with. You know, they serve some purpose, however misled it may be at times. Quote, these are patriots, and whatever the, the report says, if it diminishes their contributions to the country, it is way off base. Now, here's my question in the, in the brief conversation I want to have with you, because I don't think we've ever had it. In terms of torture, um, A, what defines torture? Because there's all that, you know, enhanced interrogation technique kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, uh, waterboarding, that, that sort of thing. And then there's like actual torture, right, where you're like removing thumbs. You know, yeah, or you know, when whatever the definition or the difference between the two is. And here's my question to you: In sort of a uh, you know, if Matt was supreme leader, what would the what would the answer be? Is it or is it ne- or is it never? Is it okay to do that sort of thing when you're trying to protect your country, your country in some way, mm-hmm. whether whether on foreign soil or here? You know, uh, and let's even take it a step further. Let's say, let's say someone's been accused, I don't know, of child molestation or some, or whatever it is, you know, is it, is it ever okay to, to take techniques to them that are, that are unconventional in terms of waterboarding or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. Is it ever okay to use that type of thing, either, either foreign or domestically, either one of those situations? Is that ever okay? Uh, And if not, I mean, what are you what are you down to? Just well, we have to define standard. A couple, we have to define a couple of terms here. First off, what is torture? Yes, exactly. What is torture is a fluent answer. It changes from person to person. Because it does. What's your yeah. tor- torture? Is not my torture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because your torture is whenever you ride in the car with me and I play my music. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whereas that's not torture for you for some no, exactly. stupid reason. It's not torture. Um, you know, I appreciate auto tune, Matt, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I appreciate. I don't. I appreciate T Pain. Not uh-huh. not his last few albums, but his first one. Yeah, and rapper turnt Sanga. I appreciate that album. Listen, I'm not going to get into how that's spelled because uh, it'll piss you off even more. The, the different, <laughs> I can imagine how it's spelled. Um, no, yeah, y- there's probably numbers in there or something too. Um, 
No, but it, well, it, the it, guy's it, name is T Pain. It changes with with but yeah with different people, person to person. What actually to what actually torture for them is right. Um, secondly, you have to answer the question: Does torture work to defend liberty? No. It, well, no, it does not. Okay, you intelligence. You CIA used to be about gathering intelligence and processing and presenting it to politicians. Okay, yeah, but does torturing someone is that gathering intelligence? Can you the the very fact that 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 almost all of evidence, all of it, all of evidence gained through torture isn't admissible in court. Number one, but number two has been proven that it's almost always false. People don't give you correct information when they're being tortured. They're, being tortured, they're yeah. saying exactly what you want, what you want to hear, so that you'll stop doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. So you're number one, you're not getting correct information. That's not necessarily from effective. them. Number two, it's not admissible in uh, in in um, in in any court. Yeah. Or well, the devil's advocate would be. And it's not. It, no, it's not. You, it's not. It's you can't use it to make a case for uh, for warfare. Yeah. So why? What? What are the what are the benefits of doing it? There is no benefit to doing it. Um, the the fact that we we do it now, or the fact that we've we've done it um, in order to uh, to quote unquote win a war that we've already won, we already control the world. Why why do we need to why do we need to control every little nook and cranny of it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's um it, it's 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 a stupid thing. That uh, that we do so we can feel in charge and in power. Um, to make the we don't need to make the world safe. Guess what? The world's never going to be safe. Now, is that a general? When you say a stupid thing we do to feel in power, is that a is that a generalization? Or are you talking about the specific people that are doing these types of things? Uh, both, both. Yeah. If you, if you feel like you can get, get, if you feel as an interrogator that you're getting information from someone Whoever, you're interrogating, right. you feel in power. But also, if you're the person who is giving the order. For that, you it's it's also adding well, to yeah, your you sense you're of power. For a reason, yeah. But but guess what? the The world is not a safe place. Okay, so to say we're doing this to make the world a safer place is a misnomer because the world is never ever going to be a safe place. That's true. Not at all. Yeah. Never. Yeah. You're never going to be a walk down the street and be 100 percent safe ever anywhere. Period. It's not going to happen. Get it out of your head that you deserve safety. You don't. We've never had safety in thousands and eons of time throughout human history. Animals have always tried to kill other animals. Mm-hmm. It's always something that's going to happen. We've you do not deserve, nor are you entitled to safety or a feeling of safety. You, d- you don't get to feel safe. No one's safe. Mm-hmm. We, all have, we, we all have to be cautious. And being a cautious person sometimes, it's, it's a good thing. There's a reason why... Um, for instance, we were talking about Ferguson uh, with a couple friends the other day, and I made the point... Of of saying that that there's a reason why ev- I said everybody's racist, evolutionary evolutionarily biologically we're all racist. We're all supposed to look at somebody who's different than and, me. And, say and that person has different I- no, that person has different eyes than me. That person is a different color than me. They're not a part of my tribe. Evolutionarily, my biological instinct is to make sh- is is to draw that boundary is to draw boundaries and say white people look like me. So I am more. So should, my I people. should be naturally, yeah. biologically more concerned with them because they are closer to my genetic and they're, they're closer to my DNA. Mm-hmm. And and so racism is an evolutionarily 
not not necessarily racism, but but making decisions on the ter- on determinations of race or ethnicity yeah. Yeah. is something Almost that is inevitable. evolutionarily, biologically inbred in every single person. Okay, so we're never going to get rid of racism. We're never going to get rid of bigotry. Right? Yeah. Where we are, we are never going to get the the, the whole reason why there's homophobia is because thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. There were dudes who liked to bone other dudes. <laughs> and when one dude is boning a dude instead of a girl, guess what you don't have? You don't have babies. Uh-huh. And if you don't have babies, your tribe isn't going to survive. Uh-huh. So the very reason why we have homophobia is a evolutionary evolved instinct to make sure that everybody the in the tribe is reproducing and making more babies so our tribe can get bigger and stronger and faster and better. Mm-hmm. So homophobia in itself is an evolutionary, evolutionarily evolved trait to make sure that m- the people that I live with survive. Period. Same thing with racism. So, yeah, the world is never going to be a safe place. We're never, ever going to uh, ever get rid of racism or homophobia. Yeah. So, w- stop trying and focus just on you. That's the whole point of my spiel here. Stop <laughs> trying to end you. all these terrible things. Yeah. Focus on you. F- you, as a person, stop trying to be racist and homophobic. Mm-hmm. And then Individually. You- and 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 work to keep yourself and your family safe and your little current corner of the world safe and stop worrying about what Osama bin Laden is doing because it doesn't matter. If we weren't messing with him in the first place, he wouldn't come back and mess with us. Plain and simple. Um, nope. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Oh, well, it's Matt's right week. He. Um, nope. He. We. He was educated. In, he was educated by the CIA. He was trained by the CIA. To screw around with the Russians in Chechnya and in Afghanistan years ago. in the 1980s. Yeah. And he went rogue and then decided that America was the bad guy and not Russia. Because all of a sudden America was in his back door. And <laughs> we, yeah, we created the monster. It was Osama bin Laden. Well, we created the monster of Saddam yeah. Hussein. But, we created the monster of Muammar Gaddafi. We created the monster hold of, on of Real uh, quick, Assad. How are we... Right now, when you look at geopolitics, because there's specific instances where that's probably the case, Osama bin Laden being one of them, but in terms of, like, the newest one, you know, we haven't talked a lot about ISIS, right? You know, these guys are taking journalists and and aid workers, too. No, because I'm... Like, like, I mean, they're they're pulling... Because if you as a country are saying, hey, the rest of the world doesn't need to know what we're doing here and how we run things... I can almost see. Well, maybe that is kind of your business. Well, the, the, an argument can be made. We for that. don't. They but have, they're taking people that are that are that are that are literally there to bring to bring food and aid mm-hmm. and and health care and, and and beheading them too. The, the, that's not the reason why we don't like ISIS. The United States government and the governments of the world don't like ISIS, not because of what they're. Well, so be it. But what about what about people that life, are doing that? But, that's what I'm asking. Like like devil's advocate. Like what's what's you know okay. The White House calls you tomorrow, and Obama says, "You know what? I've had it. Uh, Affordable Care Act didn't go quite the way I wanted. Uh, Matt, you're in charge. You know, to take the rest of the term. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, and then, and, and then tomorrow, you have a meeting with the Joint Chiefs, and they mm-hmm. say, "So, Mr. Hume, ISIS. Yeah. What do you bring to? The, what do you? What do you say? Like, what's 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 the what's the answer there? Or is there one? Or should we just? You know what? They're over there. They're doing their thing. Beef up security here. Make sure no ISIS comes here." 
End of story. I'm going. Out, I'm going out to perfect my golf swing. I don't know. That's why I don't. I, n- I haven't run for president because I don't know. Okay, well, that's I, fair. What okay. I do know is that we don't hate ISIS because they're killing people. No, that, yeah, that may be the case. We hate ISIS because they're selling oil for twenty five dollars a barrel. When we're when when we're selling, is that like gas sell is like two twenty now? Oh we, yes, absolutely. ISIS ISIS has which by the way, has, <clears throat> that's nice. A little less pain at the pump. I fill up for like twenty two bucks now. ISIS has captured refineries. Great. They've captured airstrips. So they bad. are able now to export oil. They are selling it to various parts of the world for twenty five dollars a barrel. Whereas we want to sell it for $125 a barrel. Do you have a Twitter account where I can send him some thanks? Because I am loving sure, these gas sure, prices. Why not? Probably. I and really that's why, am. That's, that's why oil in the past three months has fallen so low. To $50 a barrel or something, yeah. It's because they're undercutting us by a lot. Well, uh, you know what? Hey, why don't we just, uh, you know, guys? It's, a, it's, it's Eight or ten people a year that are being beheaded, you know, for $50 it's, it's, a barrel. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's no, it's, no di- it's no different than why the United Let States has classified the Ven- the government of Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's Venezuela as a, te- as a terrorist organization. Because they're able to sell oil so cheap. <laughs> That's why. Well, if you're trying to take some of the some of, and it's because their their government ha- owns the owns the oil in the country. There's no private if companies you're in that country. Trying to take dollars from that rightfully belong to the United States, then yeah, you're a terrorist. Argentinian oil. You know how much it, you know how much a gallon uh, of gasoline is in Argentina? Like ninety cents or something? Or no, what? it's like five cents, six cents. Are you serious? I'm serious. Their government their government controls um, oil, and own, technically they own. The oil and oil refineries and everything. It's not private companies. That sounds magical. It really does. No, okay. So, yeah, you know, torture. Interesting conversation. Right. Okay. So, we're going to go from that to slightly more lighthearted. Well, maybe not for some people. Slightly more lighthearted, and then we're going to go really lighthearted. Um, hmm. I've got one story pulled up here. I, I don't think it actually means anything. But uh, you see that headline there? What do you, what do you think? No, I can't really read it. Uh, well, the headline's from Reuters. This was from the 3rd of December. More women detail sex abuse claims against Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. Can't, don't even have to read it. I, same old, same old, I'm pretty sure. But I was going to ask you, so what's what's your take on this thing? Like, this whole Cosby thing? Like, is is just, hey, stop touching people? Or, or is it one of those, for some reason I have the gut feeling, and I could be way off base mm-hmm. and, and wildly insensitive to people who were actually abused. But I have this gut feeling that uh, there's a little bit of a snowball at the top of a hill that's been started to roll... And now it's sort of gaining some snow as it rolls down. And anybody that has ever come in contact with Bill Cosby over the course of a 40-year career, you know, now is a, a good time to say that he touched you. No, I totally disagree. Really? No. Um, because logically, so you're saying that, never, that, that sort of no, thing never happens? No, that doesn't work out. Here, not that it never happens. Let's, Okay. But you're dealing with somebody. You're not dealing with Charlie Sheen here. You're dealing with Bill freaking Cosby. Yeah, but how long has that dude been in the business? Do you America's, know what his net worth is? I know, but America's dad. Here's here's the, here's the thing, right? 
if you had run into Bill Cosby in the 60s and you had a vagina and you didn't, and, and there was any possibility at all, Matt, that you could tell somebody that he touched you or said something inappropriate and you could get a slice of Bill Cosby's massive pie, you don't think that you, you would do that? Simple First off, question. you don't get a slice of Bill Cosby's pie. Bill Cosby takes a slice of your pie. Okay. Anyways. Let's get that straight from the get-go. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Bill Cosby takes the pie. Right. Um, no, here, here's the thing. Think, think, think about it this way. He's America's dad. Okay. Everybody loves Bill Cosby. <coughs> For a long time, at least. Wholesome. Yeah. Doesn't work blue. Yeah. Never said a curse word on stage. Has a sitcom. Doesn't talk. Never, never talks about sex in a what even could be construed by a Southern Baptist as vulgar. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So when you have somebody with an a reputation that squeaky clean, and it is or was mm-hmm. squeaky freaking clean. Yeah. Nothing on it. Married to the same woman for years and years and years and years and years. Okay. Yeah. Had uh, a family. Grown, grown sons had his 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 son tragically murdered. Okay, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. When you have somebody with an image that pure, mm-hmm. and you on a pedestal, as an individual man. who no one knows, someone yes, somebody who's put on a pedestal, say this person raped me. Mm-hmm. How much believability do you think that has? Not a whole lot. And so it makes sense that once the first person. People say, ah, no, that didn't happen. It's Bill Cosby. He didn't Bill Cosby. How could Bill Cosby rape you? Bill Cosby never raped anybody, right? Bill yeah. Cosby. That could that can never happen. That's totally that's totally <clears throat> out of care out of out of his character. Yeah. That's not something that could ever happen. So you're saying it's based but then, on that. But, that but everybody... then somebody else comes forward. Yeah. And somebody else comes forward. And then all of a sudden, those people who twenty, thirty years ago said, I'll never have justice and I'll just have to deal with the fact that this person raped me. Yeah. All of a sudden they're able to say, wait a minute. Where there's people who are actually able to make legitimate claims and people are believing them. Finally, finally somebody's believing me that this person is not the person that everybody thought they were all these years. I'm going to finally step forward to and say, and yes, I'm sure a lot of it is motivation for money because come on, even if you were raped, wouldn't you want to say, oh, I, I, get, I can get 10, 20, billion, or $20 million from this person, right? right? In restitution. Yeah. So, of, of course, of course it's about the money. You can never take, there's, the guy has literally like, a billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever it is. Right. You can't you can't get money out of the equation in this instance. But Well not only that, but in the, the, a case like that, like what else is he gonna give them? Yeah. Like a sweet apology. Yeah, he, like yeah. I'm sure that doesn't touch a thing like rape. I'm not even sure money does. But what else are you gonna do? Yeah. You know. Um but the, it, the, it, the point I'm making it to be Are 100%. there people that are saying that they're actually raped though? Yes. Or is it just like yeah. sexual abuse? It's that, both. So there's actual okay. It's well. both. Yeah. But um the, the the point I'm trying to make is that pe- more people are coming out because they're seeing that more people are find their eyes are finally opening to the real person who and what Bill happened. Cosby yeah. is. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And that their stories now have some legitimacy yeah. because because there's more people than one realize of them. there's more to this person than everybody. They can thought. verify that he was at least that and, type of person. And hey, guess whatever. guess yeah. what? We, 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 to, and to me, it typifies the. This is this is might be the crushing blow to the dreams of millennials and Generation X. The person we grew up with as America's dad, as a bright and shining example funny, of somebody who could who who would never fall or never falter mm-hmm. of of absolutely pure character, mm-hmm. as now being seen as a villain too. So the last person that we thought wasn't a villain 
is a villain. Well, yeah, and we already had the dad from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> right. Which is a little bit more recent. The last person yeah. we looked up to as being as as being a good guy mm-hmm. is, is a villain. Mm-hmm. We find out is a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, or was at least to these people. And I, 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 I think it, it typifies how jaded our culture is and will be in the future. Yeah. With everything. It is kind of sad. I will tell you this. I haven't I haven't read into it or read much of it or even know the details of what these people are saying, quote unquote. That's why I asked you about the rape thing because I don't. I, I've heard sexual assault over and over again, but I wasn't sure if there was like actual rape or or what 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 have you. But it is a little sad because you know I'm not a huge fan. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a fan of of Bill Cosby. I've seen some of his stuff. I think it's pretty funny. Um, or okay, you know. Uh, but uh. Yeah, it's a little sad that that um, you know you have an age long career. Like I said, forty thirty years, whatever it is, forty years of a decent career and decent. And this isn't the first time that he's. I mean, this is the first time that he's been accused of sexual misconduct. He's been accused of it a lot over years and years and years. Oh, just really? Never, yes, it just comedians have. And so it was just that <clears throat> thing of people just saying, "Oh, come on, Cosby, come on." Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. And people have been making these accu- accusations for years um, in uh, certain certain circles in, in, in comedy, actually. It's a running gag about Bill Cosby and sexual misconduct. Like, oh, Bill Cosby touched that, that It was like sort of. three years ago, Hannibal Burris was making jokes on stage about it. Yeah. And it kind of got a little traction from that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, season four, I was, I was on Reddit the other day and watched a clip from season four of 30 Rock where oh, they yeah. make a Bill Cosby rape joke. No kidding. And the context of it is, yeah, like like that one time Bill Cosby raped me, and um, they have to have a little a little blurber sketch or whatever that they do. But they great they, show by the way. I do love Thirty Rock. They they gloss over it, uh-huh. but it's one of those tongue in cheek things where oh yeah, that'd be that'd be of course he raped you right as, as uh as as likely as Bill Cosby raping you, and it's a tongue a tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's meant to convey that yeah, Bill Cosby rapes people. Yeah. Um, so in the entertainment industry, just like everything, it's no secret. Yeah, the kind of the kind of person he is. But if people people can't think of him as, as a bad boy, because once they start, once they see right, him as the a guy villain, that wears sweaters, and exactly. Is a dad. If he stops being America's dad, he stops making money. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the whole thing. So that's why people are letting it go, and or let it go for so long. But who's who's Bill Cosby making money for now? Bill Cosby. <laughs> Exactly. Bill Cosby is not making any money for anybody. Yeah. And guess what? The Cosby Show will stay in syndication. It's not going anywhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, he could get thrown in prison, probably, and the Cosby Show would still be on. He could like take his. He could. He he could secretly like rip his skin off and show to the world that he's actually been Hitler the whole time. Yeah. The Cosby Show will still stay in syndication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Nick at night is still exactly. going to play like the crap out of Cosby. He could be show. like, "It's me. I never died. Actually, I just moved to America and became a comedian. <laughs> and became a black comedian. Guess what? I'm Hitler. Yeah. And people, would, the Cosby Show would still stay on the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're probably right. So, so yeah, that's that's the reason why it's all coming out now is because Bill Cosby has stopped making money for people. That's all. Yeah. So, moral of the story. Bottom line. Make sure you're always making money for people in addition to yourself because then they will protect you. Be useful. Yep. Be a productive member of society. Last but certainly not least. Well, actually, probably definitely least too. I don't even really know why I pulled this up. (laughs) It's 
writers. Mark Wahlberg, once a 1988 felony assault conviction expunged from his record, said he would become a reserve officer with the Los Angeles Police Department. Who cares? Um, so he's doing that all for PR. He wants he wants his record expunged so that he can he can have a PR thing. I'm just kind of curious what so that Marky Mark can. Are you familiar with reserve police officers, Matt? Because I'm I don't. It's, it's like, like I know reserve military, but what is <laughs> you know how what is reserve police you know how officers in the office? Do? Like aren't reserve police officers like emergency room security guards? Like isn't that <laughs> no? You know how in in television show The Office. Oh, Dwight. When Dwight is an honorary deputy. Yeah. Right? That's all it is. You get a little certificate that says you are an honorary deputy. So it's deputy. basically the same thing you get if I'm you sure. complete like dare or like a... Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's Like when you're a kid and you go to the station and they let, they lock you up in jail and they put you in handcuffs and they say, you don't want to be like this, kids. And then mm-hmm. they give you a plastic badge when you walk out. It's same like thing. When, it's like when John <laughs> McCain does a uh, a commencement speech and they give him an honorary doctorate. It's the same thing, right? Just like, thanks for showing up. It's so that everybody... You are. It's exactly. <laughs> it's so that people know that you came to their school yeah. that one time and gave a speech, and you were really important yeah. that one time. That's all it is. <laughs> nice. Well, then we should become uh, reserve police officers, man. No. Why not? Be awesome. Because, because it's like becoming a reserve stormtrooper. Well, if they piss test, you'd be out. <laughs> Right, I'd probably be out too because just police officers never use drugs. If they <laughs> if they piss tested me, they'd just be like, "Mr. Todd, um, there's enough caffeine, not in your body based on the numbers, but in your actual piss that if a small child came in contact with your pee, they'd die. Yeah, they'd they'd have a heart attack. Yeah." My caffeine use is, is, is right now is like so wildly unbridled, man. Mm-hmm. It's just it's. You ever get caffeine belly? What you is get, like you you get is that a thing like or? your your stomach gets nervous and it's like hungry but then not hungry and you have to fart a lot and you get like these tiny little yes, weird runny poops. That. No, I don't get I don't get the poops, but tiny little poops. And, and you but get, I do get the fart a lot, and I do get the... I run into a lot... From too much energy drinks, too much coffee, too much caffeine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you your your stomach doesn't know whether it's hungry or full. Yes. And yeah, I had that all day yesterday. I ate almost nothing yesterday because I had four energy drinks and played Far Cry 4 for 14 <laughs> hours. No, I'm get, smoked I've half been getting, a pack of cigarettes. Because I've, I've got a supplement that I take. Um, caffeine's part of it, but it's like, a, it's like a dietary supplement to help you lose weight and that kind of thing. Fat burner, that, that sort of thing. And uh, it... I think I made this joke. Which you should stop taking because you Why? don't need to lose weight. Well, I'm not taking it to lose weight. Taking it to <laughs> taking it to speed balls. Anyways, no. So I take this supplement. I think I've made this joke on the air before because the instructions on it, the the the, the on package instructions, say uh, that when you it says it says take one or two capsules when you wake up on an empty stomach. And then it says take one, take one or two seven hours later on an empty stomach. And so it's a little weird because it's like not only does it kind of make you not want to eat, but the actual instructions state that it should be taken on an empty stomach mm-hmm. seven hours apart. So it's like, hold on, though. So let's say I work a 14-hour shift. If I do take two when I wake up and then two seven hours later, when exactly is daddy going to get something to eat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and it it really is that one in particular. Not so much the energy drinks for me because the energy drinks are just kind of. I mean, I'm way past those anyways. But but yeah, but the the supplement is very much. There's sometimes when I take it and I can get, I'll either get massively hungry or sort of that in between of like I know my stomach's empty and I haven't had anything to eat today, but I know I've got ton a ton of energy and I don't. Well, and also like with my job, you know, like I, I'll be like, you know, I don't really have time to eat, but I'm kind of, I know I should, but then I feel hungry, but I know it's just, it's a mess. It's, it's a mess, dude. I always feel <laughs> occasionally if I have, if I have the opportunity to sleep eight hours or more, if I know that I will get to sleep at least eight hours before I have to get up to be at work or whatever. Sometimes I'll take a melatonin. I don't take them very very often. It's about once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I do, um, I just I I get a kick out of how weird it is, or maybe how messed up it is that I'll take a take an energy supplement or drink an energy drink or whatever it is, or, or pound the crap out of coffee and to stay up, and then I'll take a melatonin to knock me out. It's like it's like I'm just Elvis Presley waiting to happen. Just yeah, you should probably pills st- to stay up, probably, pills to go to sleep. Just probably stop doing that. I don't know. Why not just speed myself to a death on a toilet? You're not doing your heart any good. You know, died on a toilet. Yeah, I know. My blood pressure actually is... Uh, it's funny because we talked about your health the last two episodes and now we're talking about mine. Mm-hmm. My blood pressure is down. Yeah. It, it was up. If you recall about a year ago when, I had, when we took the sabbatical, uh, during that period of time... My blood pressure was up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually went on blood pressure medication for a little while, um, and uh, but I took it maybe a month ago at Walmart, and the upper number I think was a hair high, mm-hmm. but it was way lower than than it than it had been, and and I'm sure losing uh, about sixty pounds has has yeah. had a lot to do with that, but. Um, it was way lower than it was, much more in the healthier range. Mm-hmm. And that's with all the, the caffeine supplements and what have you. So, yeah. Well, just stay away from heroin and you won't die on the toilet. Okay. All right. Elvis Presley was on heroin really bad in the last couple of years of his life. Yeah, that's why he got so fat. I never heard that. Yeah, and a heroin. He, are you sure? Yeah, you, you get you, you, you chub up on heroin because you just... You don't mean... You lay around and you just eat like ice cream and shit. Are you talking about... Uh, you mean, you mean opiates like oxys and Vicodins and yeah. stuff, or actual yeah. hair? Okay, yeah. so yeah. just a, okay. I don't, well, like he wasn't actually finding I don't know if it was veins, opiates, but I don't know if he was actually finding veins. But it was it was that type it was of downers, drug. and it that was lay, yeah. I, he might have been snorting heroin that. But um, mm-hmm. what happens is you, you you well, who hasn't done a line of heroin here? And there? I I know it dehydrates your body to the to the point where your your poop is so hard it's not. No, you won't poop for days on heroin. I mean, days and days. So I got a I got a buddy who yeah. does heroin from time to time, and he's he, he's oh, told me about terrible. that. And he's like he's like he's like yeah, it's wild, dude. He's like he's like I can go on a binge and and not poop for a week, and I'm like yeah. that. Yeah, that sounds um, awful. <laughs> but what what happened with Elvis? He he had a poop that he strained so hard against he ended up with an aneurysm or blowing something. major major blood vessels in his brain because yeah. he strained so hard and, and died. <laughs> he shit himself to death. He did. He did. That's great. Elvis Presley was taken out by a poop. And it can happen to the best of us kids. It can happen to you. It can happen to you. It can definitely happen to you. Stay away from heroin, boys and girls. Please do.
If you're going to get high, get high on the sweet, sweet sounds of give that, give some, that thought. some thought. Exactly. The um, number one rated. The number one rated podcast, podcast that we listen to. Yeah. The number one rated podcast on my rating systems. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good ending. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Matt's Right Week. Uh, next week, I'll be back to challenge him on his erroneous claims uh-huh. as per the usual. I'll shout more, though. I'll yell more. I have no doubt. I'll but, get louder. Uh, but this one, uh, this one says, uh, any, any parting things, Matt, that you want to say while you have this opportunity? Uh, yeah, f*** you, Mark. F*** you, Jason. I'm sorry that I left Hendrix. You were some good people except for two people. Oh, might edit this out. And I love Hendrix. Ahead. I really do love Hendrix. I love working there. Great people. Great product. Um, bosses. That's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. This has been uh, Matt's Right Week on Give That Some Thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you next week when we will be... Do some quick math here. We'll see you next week when we'll be... Oh, God. Two weeks closer to Christmas. I'm or, s- no, that's what I was looking at. I'm so oh, wildly disappointed. Look- next week's episode, if we do one next week, it'll be on the 18th. And then Christmas is the following Thursday, the 25th. God, that is so... Ugh. I can't... I can't even describe to you I how wanted, upset that makes I me. I want to do a Christmas time extravaganza television. Or that, Christmas time extravaganza show with special guests. Special guests? Yeah. Let's get working on that. Okay. You, you, you write it or come up with it or come up with the premise. Okay. I'll do it. Sure. All right. I'll do it. I've got gobs of talent, man. I've told you that. And I have gobs of time off now. I tell... <laughs> it's true. I tell everybody I meet about all my talent. But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, we'll see you next week, which will be the 18th, and the following Thursday is the 25th, worst day out of the 365 afforded us. All right, Mr. Scrooge. Yeah. Well, thanks. Hit, hit me up on Instagram, actually, like I said last week. Oh, yeah, you're... Uh... I did another one. I'll show you here when we get off the air. I did another one uh, with a mall Santa. I got a mall Santa in the background. And the funny thing nice. was, so I took this picture. He's over my shoulder, and he was in between kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, which no true Santa ever is, if you get my drift. But he was in between kids, and he uh, he 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 stood up. I don't know if just to like readjust or get another kid on his lap, or mm-hmm. maybe go take a pee or whatever. He, Hide he, his boner. He does whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever he was getting up for. And the lady, some lady that was there, who was either printing the pictures or whatever. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because I took the picture really quick, because you know I make a big show of it. There's like. 40 people in line, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. took a picture, he's over my shoulder, started to walk away, and I heard I be- what I believe was her yelling at me uh, as I walked away about how if I want a picture, I need to get in line. No, <laughs> oh, who cares? And I was just like, nope, nope, yeah. I'm taking this from him. All that he's taken from me by bringing this season on upon us, I'm, I'm taking this from him. This is mine to take. Merry Christmas, everybody out there in audio land. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.